0: jock talk podcast episode 10 we're back we're back the big one oh the big one oh we're back and we're consistent about it too when we yeah and
1: we we talked about it too when we first started the pod we're like i I think you hinted on it to me we weren't on the mic we weren't on the air when we talked about this but we said it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty interesting to see what episode eight nine and ten look like you know as we started out you know a little bit rocky couple couple rough edits here and there but we're just getting the ropes now we're on to we're on to episode
0: 10 and we're flying we're fucking flying hey and listen if you've been uh, you've been rocking with us since episode 1 we appreciate it um cuz you know you've you've heard the ups and downs and the mistakes made and all that and you know we're only getting better like we said in the, uh, the previous episodes we're only getting better and we appreciate the support all the way through, and uh, you know we're just going to keep on doing what we're doing. And who knows? Hey, we're on episode ten now. Episode twenty could be way better. Could be way worse. That's just the way it goes, you know. So we'll uh, we'll keep figuring it out. We're going to strive to make episode twenty better than episode ten, and episode thirty better than episode twenty. That's that's the goal. Always, always upwards. But you know, exactly, exactly, onwards and upwards, exactly. onwards
1: and upwards. Exactly.
0: Uh, we got a lot to talk about this episode. Yeah, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot happened this weekend. A lot to cover um we'll start with the blue and white and uh we'll, we're, we're going to touch on uh, a few a few things around the league as we usually do uh we'll jump into uh some UFC 297 uh, reaction and uh we'll we'll quickly highlight the uh, NFL playoff update as uh, we're kind of getting closer to Super Bowl here uh we're down to the final four and then uh pick of the week but we'll start with the blue and white that's uh the most important topic uh of the day today and in, in, uh, in our lives always is yeah always is I mean. Uh... Did this team just save their coach's job? <laughs> I wish they didn't, to be honest. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. It's it's uh, it's a tough time to be a Leaf fan, that's for sure. Now I see a lot of people saying, Oh
1: it's a weird time. I wouldn't say it's tough, Adam. Okay. Let me jump in okay, real quick. Ahead. Ahead. I
0: wouldn't say it's tough.
1: Um, because this <laughs> this is nothing new to Leaf fans. No, this up and not. down stuff, this roller coaster of a regular season, and then usually the, the roller coaster derails come playoff time. Um, this is nothing new to us. Uh, I was shocked. I am shocked that they got a win uh, on that, on the Canadian West Coast road trip just because I honestly thought they were going to get swept. I thought it was going to be a, a 3-0 uh, or 0-3 in and out um, and then head over to Seattle. But they ended up pulling out a win against, um, against the Calgary Flames in a game where they... <laughs> Fuck, man. The hockey gods were on their side. Hand pass, not hand pass... Still, way too close of a game to be playing, but they didn't play great hockey. And then last night on a back to back, they looked really good. I know it was the Kraken. I know we've talked about the Kraken earlier on in these pods, but not, not where they should be right now. No, and, um, well, I was checking the standings, and we're we're at the halfway point of the, of the regular season right now. Yeah. Like, almost exact halfway point. The, the,
0: you you know the Kraken had nobody playing last night, and whoever was playing, had yeah, the nobody. So yeah, let's, yeah, not, they've let's been, not. They've been. Uh, they've been. They've. Let's not pretend like that's a, a you know a big statement win for this team. That's like the, the fucking the sharks should have beat them last night if they were playing them. You know what I mean? Like that's not something that you can hang your hat on. So I don't know. I man. Just, like, all I'm
1: saying is that like you got you got to look for positives when when it's a negative <laughs> negative roller coaster like the last two weeks have been, uh, where you just haven't been able to close out games. Uh, you're up with the two goal lead and you end up blowing it. Look for the little positives. I do feel like the team. Is is due for a, a good heater coming up? Um, We've been but, saying that for a month now, though. Exactly, but in the dog days of, of this regular season and, and the halfway point, right? Like it, the the message starts to get old around like game 60, 65, where you really got to say to yourself, like, shit, is these are the these are the times where you figure out if if it's a Stanley Cup team or not, right? Well, yeah, and, and listen. So like... what I'm saying is, that right now they're in this rough patch yeah. where it's like. Is there is there positivity around the squad? Is is there positive things that they're doing throughout the game? I understand they're blowing those leads, yes. but the little things like yes,
0: there is. Yeah, is anything there? Yeah, yeah. No, there is, there is, and that's the thing. Like that's what I was gonna say earlier. Is like you, you look on on Twitter and you see like, oh, we gotta fire Keefe and we gotta we gotta trade this guy, we gotta sign this guy, whatever. And listen, uh, you guys know full well I've been on the fire Keefe train since last season, but he's here. Is what it is. Um Like, this does happen every year, and I think it's just because we're such a big market. We just expect so much out of the team. We want them to be perfect at night in, night out, and it's just not going to happen. Every season is going to have highs and lows. Every team is going to go through it. Look at a team like Vegas coming off a cup win. They went on, what, a five-game losing streak a couple weeks back, something like that? So it's like you can't expect them to be perfect, and now is the time to kind of, you know, be shit and figure things out. Not that I'm saying, you know, lose every game because you need points, but they're not out of a playoff spot. They're, they're, they're certainly not comfortable, but you know what is like, isn't maybe this a good thing for this team for them to be a little bit uncomfortable and, and, you know, be fighting for a playoff spot going into the, the, the end of the season here, like down the home stretch, like I'm kind of down for them to be in the battle, like in the mix, you know, like, I don't want them to be comfortable going in because the last two or three seasons, they've been comfortable going in and we haven't seen the results that we want. Obviously we don't need to talk about that. Everybody knows the results. So I don't know, man. I like. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying to look for the positives here. It's a very frustrating time to be a Leaf fan because, you know, as we said, we we seem to uh, be a little bit dramatic. We, you know, not not. I, I can admit that for sure. We're definitely probably the most. Buddy, we're so fan base dramatic that.
1: Uh, yeah, we're so dramatic that Curtis from Alberta switched his beer. You saw he's a banquet <laughs> guy now. He dropped <laughs> yeah, Wilson. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, that like that's the stuff that we do in this Leaf fan base when when shit's not
0: going right. You know, and we can't seem to to catch a break. We we change it up, but that's the we passion, though. That's the passion. That's all it is. And, and I, I, listen, it, it, it is what it is. Like they're they're still a good hockey team. You can't sit here and tell me they're a bad hockey team. They're not. They have a lot of good pieces. And I think uh, I think come playoff time, that's when you'll see this team really perform. Like, listen, do I think they need a new uh, a new defensive system? Absolutely, because what they're doing out there does not make any sense. However, the offensive system they're playing is probably the best in the league. They they are so dominant in the ozone when they're going when they're going when they're playing well they are they are the most dominant team in the ozone maybe aside from the avs first line um, but the the defensive structure of this team needs needs work that like that I think slump or not uh, you can I can confidently say at this point in the season the defensive system as a whole whether it's going to get a couple more guys or changing something up uh, strategy wise that needs that needs a fix that needs a tweak somehow some way. But in terms of this team, you know their offensive ability, that it's fine. That the, the goals are going to come. Not worried about that. Yeah. Also, I mean, if you
1: want to look for a little bit of positives, it, it's they they together as a system. You're right. Haven't looked great. Um, there's a couple guys that have been playing pretty well. Obviously, you got the Matthews and the Nylanders of the world. Everyone knows what they're doing. Matthews two goals shy now of forty. Could hit up before the All Star break. Um, but. I would say Sammy looked really good against Seattle. Yeah, he did. And I think that he looked really good against the Hurricanes when we went to that game. We had boots and and he lost. I thought he looked really good. Or sorry, Red Wings. I thought he looked really good. Um, So that's a positive. His last two games he's played, he's he's looked solid. Um, So that could be a new leaf that he could be turning. And then... I also feel like Morgan Riley's playing really well. Jake McCabe's playing well. And like you said, if, if they just give Nick Robertson more minutes, he's been playing well.
0: Well, Keith praised him uh, after the game last night. Uh, obviously, he scored a goal, which ended up being the game winner. And Keith praised him. Um, so, you know, maybe maybe he'll stick a little bit. Like I said, dude, the, the forwards are not the problem. Like the, the, Keith can continue to mix up that top 12, 9, 6, whatever the fuck he wants to mix up. Keep doing it. I don't really care. Just have something set. By, by the last 20, 15 to 20 games of the season. I think I said that in our in the first episode right at the beginning of the year. Tinker all you want for the first 60 games, but have something set come playoff time. You know what I mean? But, like, in the decor, you're right. Moe is playing lights out. McCabe's playing lights out. So was Benoit. Benoit's the most physical defenseman we've had on this team since, I don't even know. Like, Luke Shen was physical, but... Man, Benoit is—he uh, finishes his check every Benoit's single bi- time.
1: Benoit's making a making a yeah, exactly. He's making a big play every game. Every beautiful every hit time. last night against in the Seattle game as well.
0: Yeah, I love his game. TJ Brody, I'm confident will figure it out. Everybody, I'm sure knows now he's got a lot of personal stuff going on. So, uh, you know, I think he'll be able to dial in come playoff time and figure it out. So I'm not worried about Brodes either. I know he's got a lot of hate this year for his play, but it, I think that's a it's a mental thing. It's not an ability thing, which is. Probably better, I would say, right? I, I think it's better than it being an ability thing because a mental thing, you could shake it and, you know, you could play well, right? Um,
1: I would agree. Yeah, I would agree with that. But
0: Geo is a non-option at this point in his career, man. I'm sorry. Gio's a
1: non-option. We'll talk about Gio. Uh, non-option for sure. He hasn't looked great. Uh, and, and our captain, man. Oh, man. he hasn't he hasn't looked he hasn't looked look solid yet either. Oh my um, god. He's a pro though and can turn it around on a dime. So let's not stress too much about him. No. But his last his last 10 games have have not been solid. I think he's goalless in his last he's, 8. He's
0: pointless. Eight? Pointless in his last 8 if I'm pointless. not mistaken. Listen, he's winning thing. face-offs left, right, and center, which we love, but I'm not paying a guy $10 million to win faceoffs. I'm paying him $10 million to win face-offs and put the puck in the net and, you know, play well defensively. Oh, everything. You're going to do everything if you're, if you're getting yeah. that kind of money.
1: And, like, I don't even know, like, it's not even the $10 million thing because let's not even talk about that, that contract was signed a while ago and it's close to expiring. Yeah, yeah. It's just we expect more. You know Absolutely, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. For yeah. his caliber of play, we expect way more, especially in times like this where it's it's tough to get a win right, right now. No, it's hey, it's, it's hey, tough. We
0: expect more. We also need it. We need more. We just need it flat out so we'll see with johnny t i think i'm less concerned uh than i am with a guy like Gio or even like lilligren man Th- those two guys they just they, what's going on let's like you said we'll get to Gio. what is going on with timothy lilligren is this it like is is, uh, his, is his uh like uh, like ceiling yeah
1: is this it i don't know um I know for sure in in his development path and in the process of of making his way to the the NHL the last couple of years, right? I think this is what his fourth year now in, uh, with the blue and white. I would Something say like that, that yeah. um I would say the injuries, man, have slowed him right down. Slowed him right down where it's tougher. He's like, watch, he'll catch a stride the next five to ten, where he'll he'll be putting up, putting up like I mean, he's getting 19 minutes a night. That's what he's averaging right now. Uh, he'll yeah. put up some points, but then he's he's gonna get hurt. Like that's just the way he's been. Yeah, uh, he's a plus three on the year, so he's not a complete liability like liability in his own end. But there has been those detrimental plays that he's made, it's, like reverse off the yeah. walls to nobody. Yeah, that's the thing. Where
0: that's what cost him exactly. And that's the thing with Oliger, it's not uh, it's not the little mistakes that you can kind of just fix up and it's okay. You know, it's it's like every time he makes a mistake, it's in the back of the net. it's mistakes like that and we can't have that especially at this time in the season It's just too they're in such a fragile state right now you can't have a player like that who's handicapping you and I didn't mind them bringing Timmons into the lineup I thought he looked all right Um, but again I think an outside uh, acquisition is what they need on the back end maybe even two if we're let's let's get into Gio here I mean man this guy's the oldest player in the league and I want nothing more than for him to succeed with this team and win a cup with this team and whatever but dude the ability is just not there anymore like the, the the wheels are they're gone they're gone
1: Oh yeah, the wheels were gone in the last couple of days. Actually, when he got to Seattle, his wheels were gone.
0: So I don't know, man. They they need a couple of defense, it, it,
1: tough decisions to make, right? Because we're also pretty thin on the back end right now.
0: We're thin on the back end, and you're also thin. Uh, maybe I let's. I'm gonna say it. Yeah, you're thin in the prospect pool, like, you, you, uh, and in your draft stuff. Oh, like, you got you got no picks. Oh, on the blue line? Yeah. No, blue no, no, line no, for sure. No, no, no. I'm talking like guys who you can maybe trade to bring in somebody on the back end. You don't have many guys or draft picks that I, I wouldn't be willing to part ways with a lot of what we got because you kind of need it. You're getting to that point now where like you're gonna need some of these younger players to come up given how much the guys like Matthew and Matthews and Nylander are making. So you're you're at like Dubas handicapped this team so much with those go for it trades the last three seasons that they got no picks and no prospects that they can be that I think True Living would be willing to part ways with to bring in a couple of stud defensemen. Like, I don't, I really just don't think they're going to make a move. I, I don't think this is the year that they're going to go out and make a big move and try to really make a push. I think they're just going to leave what they got in the room and hope for the best. Yeah. Um, as much as fans want them I, to make a move, couple, I, 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 I
1: can't see it. No, you're right. I think that these last couple of weeks, tree living the whole front office has really looked themselves in the mirror and said, listen, we're just going to have to go with it with this core yeah. that we got right now, this group of guys we got right now, because it's really worth Sacrificing something else in that prospect pool, for example, giving up an Easton Cowan, like you know a that, that big name in the blue lines out there, or a Fraser Minton. Let's say, like I heard Chikrin's name being thrown around out there lately. Yeah. Like if that guy comes available and they want like a, a B-level prospect, like an Easton Cowan or a Fraser Minton and a pick, do we do we think about doing that for a guy that's only got a little bit of term left on well, his deal? Well, the decision you know I mean, the, to, for a win-now scenario, the
0: decision would have to be: Is this team really just one or two defensemen away? Like is this forward group and that top four defense core really just one or two defensemen away from from a Stanley Cup? That's that's literally the that's what has to be have these conversations have to be based around. You can't sit here and say, oh well, if we bring in a defenseman, maybe we'll win two rounds this year instead of just one. No, that's not the goal, and that's not what you can give up assets for. So I I, I don't know, man. It's it's Tree's first year here. I, I I don't I don't think he's even happy with the roster he's got. I think he wants to make more changes, but I think it's off season type moves. I, I just I don't know, man. It'll be an interesting uh, interesting uh, stretch run here for the Leafs. Probably the most interesting one we've had in the last three seasons, to be honest. So it'll be it'll be very fun hockey to watch because um, it's going to be competitive all the way down the stretch, and they're going to be fighting for it. Man, Matthews might score seventy and they might miss the playoffs. Like that that's a real possibility here. So.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very it's, good possibility. That that Eastern Conference has been a complete competition all the way through. Like, listen, the Flyers have lost two in a row, but man, they're put. They put up a great, great fight against the Avalanche. Like, they, like there's teams that are buying in right now, man. Yeah. Um. Like the Red Wings are right there. Like they're right behind the Blue and White. So you're right. It could be a year where you have seven, Matthews get 70, 70 goals and your team just misses the playoff window, and now you're asking yourself a lot of questions. Yeah, um, it's going to be a big. At least got two very interesting games coming up. I mean yeah. against the same team but they play they play the Jets back to back. We know the history with with Winnipeg. Um this is going to be a good playoff matchup these next two games.
0: I'm interested to see these two games. Uh home and home with the Jets. Then you got the All-Star break and then I got boots on the ground for that first game back against the Islanders after the All-Star break. So uh, Love that game. It'll be uh Pat-
1: you're going to see Patrick Wall.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's right actually. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it'll be an interesting interesting next uh, few weeks in Leafland leading up to the da- We're getting close to the trade deadline. So it'll be an interesting few we weeks leading up to the deadline. Then, exactly. So uh, yep. we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But I guess we can move on from the blue and white. That pretty much sums it up there with what's going on. With yeah, let's right
1: do now. like a little NHL roundtable. Yeah. Uh, I got- a couple things to talk about, obviously, as just mentioned. Yeah. Go ahead. Go no, ahead. no, I got a
0: few things I want to highlight here. I, I, that, that, I was pretty fired up. I saw them the other day, made a note of them. This was like three days ago. I got really fired up when I noticed these few things here. So I want to talk about them. Um, okay. So go first ahead. thing here, Nikita Kucherov. Every uh, everybody, yep. everybody you got to be living under a rock to know that this guy's not lighting it up. Uh, like he's got seventy six points in forty six games, twenty eight goals. He is obviously you know one of the best players in the league, top three, top four, whatever you want to call it. Great player, right? Something caught my eye though. He's well, at the time I saw it, he was a dash four. He's a dash two now. How is he a dash? Yep. How? How? He's got seventy six points in forty six games. I just thought that was weird, dude. I thought that might be something to highlight. How is this guy a dash? Well, it's like
1: it, it's tough to say. So here's here how here's how I'll split it for you. Uh in losses this year when Cooch is playing in losses, he's got twenty six points. So he's got twenty two goals or sorry, so he's got twenty six points in twenty two games. Nine goals, seventeen assists. Mm-hmm. In those losses, he's a minus eighteen. Like I'm looking at so he's over a point he's over a point per game, yeah, but he's also a dash eighteen, which That's means crazy. He's got to be on the ice for at least I mean not talking about his goals. He's got to be on the or his team scoring in general while he's on cuz he's getting apples. Yeah. Yeah. He's got to be on for the opposing
0: teams like two or three goals. Well, I'm looking at a game from from a few days or weeks back. I'm not sure when it was. It was uh actually I can get you the date right now. It was on January 6th against Boston. He had a goal and two assists. Tampa lost 7-3. He's a dash two. So, he was on the ice for five goals against. Is that the math there? Like that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, that's that, crazy to me.
1: A complete liability. But can we can we can we really rip this guy out?
0: I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's what I'm, that's what I'm asking you here. This is a weird. Uh, I just it's just something that caught my eye. That's all. I just wanted to bring it up because it just I found it super weird. Because if you go and look at these other guys who are tops in the league, I mean, you look at Nathan McKinnon, He's leading the league, 77 points in 47 games. He's plus 13. Uh, I mean, even even Pasternak is plus eleven. He's got sixty six points in forty five games. So don't they play? Or I mean, I don't know, dude. It's it's weird. Like, they're, like same thing here. JT Miller, sixty three <laughs> points in forty six games, plus twenty one. Like, Kooch ain't playing PK, yeah, is he? I,
1: no. Ah, uh, he's got no shorties. No, so, he doesn't have a shorty this year. I feel year. like if he's I, playing I PK, double, he'd have a shorty. You'd have to double check that. But yeah, yeah. Um, that would make a lot of sense, but no, I don't think he does. So I think the, the straight answer to that is, yeah, he's just, um, he's not responsible defensively or just has really bad luck. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> One or the other, but that, that is a crazy stat. Um, let me give that split. So yeah, minus 18 in losses, minus seven on the road, uh, minus three just in January alone this month. And, he is plus 16 when they win. So keep that
0: in mind. See, that's interesting. That's an interesting stat. Now, maybe this has something to do also with uh, Vasilevsky being out for as long as he was to start the year, maybe. Oh, I think that's the
1: reason why they're not going to make the playoffs. You don't think they get in, eh? Oh, hell no. Wow. Interesting. Hell no. I don't think they get in. I think that the, it's going to be an interesting wild card matchup going all the way through to the end of the year just because there's so many teams in the East alone that are solid and could are on the outside looking in right now. Um, so it's gonna be interesting, but I really yeah, I just don't think they'll get in. That could be a whole other episode of talking yeah, about Tampa yeah. though. Let's move on to uh some news that broke in the NHL today. The worm, Corey Perry back in the league. Mm. Short break. Um, took his time off, uh, because everyone know there was some stuff going on around him and uh people within the Blackhawks organization. Don't know too much about us, so don't want to talk about it, but um he's back
0: and he's with the Oilers. What are your thoughts on that? Uh interesting. Really interesting. Um like, it's a real good ad for Edmonton. I hate to say it, but it's a real good ad. It is. It's a solid. Yeah, ad. it's a real good ad, man. That helps them a lot. Um, just not only what he brings on the ice, but even off the ice, the voice in the room. You know, it's 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 a vet player right there. He's been around. Um, man, that uh, it's it's weird, man, because like he's he's not obviously not Corey like the, the Corey Perry that he was, but he's he's one of those guys that has found a way to found a different way to play in his later years in the league that is still equally as effective. You know what I mean? Like, he is so effective when he's on the ice, but he's not playing the same way he used to play. Like, he, he he's adapted. He's adapted so well that he's found found something that works, and he's he's a hell of a player, man. Like, he he's going to help that Edmonton team in a lot more ways than I think even Edmonton fans realize. Like, that's a real good pickup for them. That's a scary, scary ad for them. I'd be scared if I was in the Western Conference. Hey, listen, and he's
1: got miles on him these last couple of years playing in Stanley Cup Finals. Like a couple of them were back to back. Yeah, um, yeah, this guy can play. You're right. What what a thing to say. I don't think that the Edmonton fans, even the organization, understands this type of impact that he could have he's adapted so well to his style and how he's aged and how the game has picked up speed and maybe his speed isn't always there but he's in the right spots at the right times, making the right plays his minutes are perfect where they don't overplay him too much so he could still be like versatile when he's out there um solid ad for them and i do you know the AAV on that did that ever break or they just say they signed him
0: yeah they just actually i at least i didn't see it but it's uh it's i think it's I don't know. I actually don't know. But I know I saw that it, he's got a lot of bonus money in there. So I don't. I, uh, I saw
1: $325,000 in just performance
0: bonus yeah. alone. So I saw that. I never saw an actual um, number. A, but I can't yeah, imagine it's uh, over It could a million be a
1: bucks. league. min. Yeah, yeah I was going to say. It could be. Yeah, you're right. Because it's probably a one year. We're halfway through the year. So it could be a seven fifty with a ton of blo- bonuses.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah. But it's a yeah, good for Edmonton. Great signing
1: for them. Yeah. Great signing. I want to touch on uh, two more things uh, I talked about just a little bit earlier. Patty Waugh. Yeah. Islanders head coach, big move by Lou. I don't know Lou where Amorello no. dropped the hammer. Yeah, dropped, uh, I don't know where, but you know how Lou is, and you know how he was when he was when he was running our team, was that, man, if the expectation
0: isn't there, this guy is not a happy camper. He does not wait long before he pulls trigger. That's true, that's true. He kind of also moves in silence. Like, he kind of just does things without, you know, you don't even know when it's coming. But it's, uh, I mean, hey, the Islanders aren't great. They're 20, 15, and 11. So not a great record. Um, but I didn't think they were, uh, they were a team that was going to make a coaching move at all, uh, but it's surprising to say the least considering the style of game they play such a defensive style of game, like a real playoff style. Um, so we'll see what, uh, what, what, uh, Patty Raw wants to do with that. Like if he's going to change up how they play completely or, um, who knows, it's, it's a real interesting move for sure. And a real interesting guy to bring in too, like just to... Uh, it, 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 interesting, just interesting. That's how I got to sum well, that up there.
1: Talk about a presence in the room. I mean, oh. did you see that clip where he was running that first practice, smashing his stick off the boards, telling them like, to, you know, to pinch up, telling the, the D man to pinch up more and just losing his top. It's like, man, this guy's been out of the league for how long now? His last team he coached, he was those, was that avalanche team that was not very good. They were a lottery team at the time, but had somewhat the same core missing Makar, So yeah. Um, he can grab a room, man. Like now, the Islanders scare me a little bit.
0: I wouldn't. I don't. I wouldn't necessarily say they scare me, but I want to see a few games. Like it's going to be interesting to see when I see him live. It's, it's going to be interesting. I want to see the kind of system he implements there in, in on Long Island. If he changes the style that that team plays, they're they're a real defensive team. Um, uh, so we'll see. We'll see if they start uh, start playing a little more offensively, a little bit out of their shell, I guess you could say. And I I wouldn't be surprised if they do because, man, you got one of the best goaltenders in the league behind you like you can play a little more free offensively no like wouldn't you want to open it up a little i bit? would agree i also think that like th-
1: their their decor isn't the worst okay it's not the worst it, it it's actually got a little bit of an offensive edge to it i actually
0: like their decor and, a lot
1: yeah it's got a little bit of an offensive edge to it and then like bo horvat and barzell like <laughs> brock nelson like those guys can play like they could score goals that's a so hell of a one-two punch i think the up the you're, middle you're right so I think the Islanders have been stuck in like this playing the defensive side of the puck for so long that like yeah maybe like a, a breath of fresh air coming into that locker room for Patty Wah, uh, and that whole team and and maybe just changing the style a little bit more. Let's put a little bit be a little bit more on the gun. Yeah, you a little know, more, jump a little on more loose pucks and yeah, I agree with you on that. Okay, one more thing I want to talk about um before we move on we can we can move to UFC 297 right after this, um, Arber Jacki. <laughs> <laughs> What's going... I'm so confused. They're calling him up. Uh, what this guy's... Okay, they just called him up. I saw that Elliot Freeman announced it what, over an hour ago now. It's 5 o'clock on, on Monday, January 22nd. Mm-hmm. Um, So they just called him up. But what was he doing down there? I know he was hurt at the beginning of the year. I get all that. But, dude, I swear he was just playing games two weeks ago.
0: Just chucking knuckled down there is ago. what he was doing, dude. It seems like every dude, other he night was he was, beating... he was in a fight. <laughs> like...
1: Dude, he was stuffing guys in lockers down yeah,
0: there. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what he was doing down there. To be honest, I actually, I actually have no idea. Um, that's weird. Yeah, it's a really weird move. Cause like, I don't. It, wouldn't you want a guy like that with the big club? Like Montreal is not terribly far out of a playoff spot. Like they're kind of, you know, they're 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 there for a wild card spot. I don't think they're gonna get in. Um, but like they're kind, they're not. They're competitive, I guess you could say this year more than they were in, in the last two seasons. I don't know. It's, it's weird because he seems like a solid player. Maybe his defensive play isn't isn't what it needs to be. Like, I, I haven't watched enough of his game to really know. But he seems like a guy I'd want to have on the bench at all times.
1: Yeah. No, I, I'm with you on that. I saw uh, a ton of things about his name being thrown around and some trade rumors. And uh, Elliot Freeman, 32 thoughts, he said uh, that he thinks that Arbor Jackeye could end up a Philadelphia Flyer. Yeah. Oh. Oh my Philadelphia God. Flyer. Uh, they tried to work something out with Cutter Goche. Obviously, Jack I to Cutter is probably not an equal, <laughs> an equal trade through and through. Just because no. Cutter Goche, I know he hasn't played a game in the NHL yet, but he's been putting up unbelievable numbers in the NCAA. Uh, his stocks high right now. He just came off a, a what uh, a World Junior Championship. So yeah. his, his stock his stocks insanely high. Um, but it just made no sense for me, man. It just it's weird. Uh, I don't know if the the Habs are are close to being a playoff team. I think the organization has a good understanding of where they stand. Yeah. And that, like, they just don't, they don't got that quality, like, within the lineup right now. Um, But having that guy in the minors made no sense to me. Other than he was coming off an injury and it was a conditioning stint, that guy should not be playing in the AHL, dude. Plain and simple. No,
0: I agree. I agree. But uh, there actually is one more thing I want to highlight around the league. One more thing I want to highlight around the league. Um, Sam Reinhardt. Has 33 goals this year. That's a, that's a, That ties a career high. He set that career high back in the 21-22 season with the Panthers. 33 goals in 78 games for 82 points. Um, last season, bit of an off year, just 31 goals in a full 82 for 67 points. He's got 33 goals in 45 games. Career high, already tied 45 games into the year. What is going on in, in South Florida right now? I mean, this guy is lighting it up.
1: Buddy, this team scares me, man. You know what? We could have a whole episode talking about Tampa and Florida, but like you know, this this team scares me. The Panthers scare me because of the the power, the the, the skill that they got on this team throughout the entire lineup. And um, I was mentioning the other day, dude. Imagine if they didn't make the Claude Giroux trade and they kept Owen Tippett.
0: <laughs> they'd be so much better. Like, I mean, they're buddy, already they great. They
1: would but... be insane. Yeah, they're already great, but they would be insane. Dude, if no you're... man. Sam Reinhardt realized uh, this is a good year to get paid. I'm pretty sure he's he's on an expiring deal. He's going to be UFA at the end of the year. Yeah, um, man, this guy's going to get paid. He's, he's he's playing out of his mind. Rightfully so, though. He was always destined to be a player. Like yeah, this. if you if you're a Sabres a fan, prospect going all the way If you're
0: a him. Sabres fan, you're punching air right now.
1: Oh, you're punching major air yeah, right now, dude! Yeah. Absolute major air. Lost on Reinhardt. Lost on Eichel. Um, who else? There's got to be others.
0: <laughs> There's a lot. But listen, this guy, like, he wasn't—he uh, wasn't what he is now uh, with the Sabers. Like his best season, I'm looking at it with the Sabers here. Uh, he had 65 points in 2018, 2019, uh, and that's a full 82. The year before that I had 25 goals, 25 assists, like. He wasn't, uh, he wasn't that upper kind of, uh, I guess, level of player that he is now with Florida. Like, he really found his stride literally that first season with Florida um, where he put up the 82 points in 78 games. But this is the Sam Reinhardt that the Sabres drafted. Like, this is what they were expecting. And uh, Sabres fans kind of got to watch from the sidelines now uh, what he's doing down there in South Florida. So, tough day to be a Sabres fan. Tough day to be a Buffalo fan, but we're going to get into it. Uh, we're going to get into it later <laughs> oh, in the pod. I just, man. I had to drop it in there. Missing on everything. <laughs>
1: missing on prospects, missing on field goals, missing on everything. Yeah, leave it for the end of the pod. Leave it for the end. Let's go UFC Holy 297. Shit. Let's go
0: 297.
1: Yeah. I just want to say, uh, call the Brink Chuck in though, because Sam Reinhardt's getting paid, man. Yeah, he's getting I don't paid. even know if he could fl- I don't even know if he's fitting on that payroll in, in, in Florida, dude. He could be going elsewhere. I wouldn't mind seeing him heading back into the state of New York playing for the Rangers.
0: That's a that's a cheeky call right there. That's a real cheeky call. Yeah, that's a real I I I wouldn't
1: call. mind seeing him there. It's going to be a team that has money and is willing to throw him this money. Um, LA Kings. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. It could be the LA Kings. I don't think that he ends up back in Florida. I just don't.
0: Well, time will tell. But he's lighting it up right now. I just wanted to give him his flowers there. He is lighting it up down there. Um, so good on Sam Reinhart. Um, let's 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 get into uh, let's get into 297.
1: Disaster.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Any other way to describe it? Complete disaster. We had tied the UFC guy on last week. Uh, if you heard his predictions, I hope you didn't take them because you would have lost a ton of <laughs> coin. Um, yeah, it was it was not good. Um, Canadian women, 2-0. and 0. Yeah, great night for them. Canadian men. Great night for them, yeah. Yeah. Canadian, Canadian men. men.
0: Didn't see a W. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, 0 for 6 or 0 for 7, something like that. But um,
1: o f- Yeah, 0 for 6 or 0 for 7, somewhere around
0: I there. mean, it was j- like... What what a strange night, man. I mean, you have you have the Jourdain fight, the, the 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 announcement where he gets his hand raised, but they announce the other name, and then it's all the confusion, and he ends up obviously losing. And then Mikey Malott is winning the entire fight until the last like twenty seconds, where he gets flattened out and just ground and pound by Magny to get the win. Like just such a that was such a way to cap it off. Obviously, he was the last Canadian to fight uh, uh, for the for the for the night there. And like, what a way to just kind of cap off what a shitty night it was for Canadian fighters. Like just. Just terrible, man. Like I like, I mean, a lot of people were saying on Twitter that was the worst, uh, worst, worst card in the like recent history. Like it was bad. It was real bad.
1: It was pretty bad. Uh, I think a lot of that was just disappointment, though. Straight up, like even Brad Katona, uh, that was yeah, a disappointing fight very too. Disappointing. But you're right. It probably all started to go downhill. Like so, we lost obviously Malcolm Gordon right away. Um, arm triangle fake Canadian. Uh, we lost to him right away. <laughs> And then yeah, kinda kinda kicked off with the Charles Jourdain. Uh that was weird because I don't know about you watching that fight. I don't know if I don't know who did enough to win that.
0: Yeah, I don't know, man. It was just a weird I know, people
1: disagree with me on that. Like Sean Woodson looked good.
0: Yeah. Well you had a split decision there, so you know, I mean, hey, it could have gone out of the way split I guess, decision. but— I don't know dude just looking like the night started off like like let's just talk about you know like the, the the product in general here like not talking about Canadians wise the night started off great you you started off with a bunch of finishes like you had submission 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 TKO like it started off great then all of a sudden you go split decision split decision unanimous decision unanimous decision split decision the TKO by Neil Magny but that was that was destined for a decision for the first 14 and a half minutes of that fight and then unanimous decision and split decision so like There was no, like, fireworks, no, like, you know, exciting, really exciting moments in this card. And, I like, just, I think that's where you kind of look at it from the standpoint of this being a bit of a letdown. Like, I I don't know, man. Like, obviously, it's a letdown that all the Canadians, uh, the the Canadian men lost. Um, But, man, a lot of decisions, a lot of boring fights.
1: We had a whole, I think we had, what, one prediction correct? And it was uh, Tricus? Which I don't, I don't because think he sees. won the fight.
0: I don't think he won that fight no, at all. No, and he
1: did, he didn't win the fight. Let's talk about that. That was a crazy, crazy, crazy decision. Well, they took it. Uh, they took it from Strickland
0: because of what he said about the LGB, whatever the reporters. That's what it is for sure. It's in north of the border. They were mad at him, dude. It was the it was the judges. They, <laughs> they had they had some I just think uh, that, some like, some woke judges.
1: Should should. Should they run it back? Will the UFC run that back?
0: I hope so, man. I don't think they will. I think they're going to give it to Izzy, which is dust. If Izzy isn't lying, you know, how he said he's taking time off. If he if he, uh, if he, he comes back, they're going to give it to him, which is bullshit, dude. It should go to Strickland because he won round 1, 3, and 5. In my books, he got rounds 1, 3, and 5. He should have won that fight.
1: Yeah, I, I was with that. Definitely 5. Definitely
0: 5. 100%. And that was a headbutt that yeah. cut him open, too, by the way, which went unnoticed. He's right. There's you went you yeah. go back and watch the film. It's a clear clear as day. So I don't know. man. That was a gruesome headbutt too. Cut him right above the eye, like on the eyelid. Dana didn't look happy. Dana did not look happy.
1: No, Dana didn't look happy. And then in the in the post fight presser, he said that he had Strickland up going into that fifth Yeah,
0: now. yeah. It was interesting, man. And hey, so weird. Not to mention the card ran till two o'clock in the morning. The main event didn't start till one a.m. Like my god, dude. Like it's. I don't know. I'm not one to complain about that that kind of thing, but for real, like, come on, you know, like a little bit. Of, we need a better product north of the border next time. Like that, just it's bullshit. I agree. Man. I agree. Bullshit. I think Dana did this one to us just to give us in a main event, just to
1: begin with. Yeah. And then he'll start firing off some good stuff. We got to get a better one. The next fans
0: time. showed up. The fans showed up. Yeah, they did. They did. Shout out the Toronto fans. They sh- they showed up and they did not disappoint. So that was that was huge. But uh, man, we the, the well, UFC's got to get us better products next correct. time.
1: Yeah, we had one more prediction that was 100% correct. Oh, we did. If I'm not mistaken, last episode, you called uh, Arnold Allen in the uh, off fight to be one of the Fight of the Knights. It wasn't. No, no, but I'm just saying, I like, masterclass-wise, I know they didn't get the award for it. That was a great fight.
0: Oh, I actually I actually missed that fight completely. I did, I'm going to be fully honest oh, here. Dude, I, I didn't unbel- see
1: it. <laughs> unbelievable fight the whole way through. Arnold Allen had a pretty gruesome cut heading into the third round, um, and... Dude, put on a show enough where it was a unanimous decision, twenty nine, twenty eight, all the way through. Mm-hmm. But if he were to get like a maybe a knockdown there, a little bit more control time, dude, he's he, he could have beat him.
0: I mean, that's a disappointing really result for Ronald him. Allen, though. He was number three ranked against number nine. Like that's a diff, that's a disappointing yeah, result. But,
1: but but no, but Ivalov has been on been on a heater ever since. Uh mm-hmm. he is an up and coming guy in that division, no matter what. Yeah. So I I think he takes down anybody within the top two going in. But and he was looking for a knockout. He talked about and just before he went out there. You know, they, they run those little promos. He was talking about how he wants to get his first KO. He's had seven fights in the UFC. None of them have been KOs. He was trying to KO Arnold Allen, and he could not. If I'm not mistaken, so, every,
0: every single one of his UFC fights has gone to a decision.
1: Yeah, every single one. Yeah. He looks human. That's all I got to say. Yeah.
0: Well, well, we'll leave it at that for 297. It was a bit of a disappointment. Like we said, Dana's got to get us a bit of a better card here north of the border next time um but i guess he was just throwing us a bone here and letting us have one but it, uh it, just a disappointing card overall nothing really exciting happened but uh hey uh there's always next time i guess right
1: yeah uh what's our next event that we got coming up is it uh ufc it's, it's, it's 298 volkanovsky versus uh ilia tapora y- uh february yeah 17th. you got you
0: got a couple fight nights and then and then yeah february 17th is 298 and then the week after that, you got fight night. It's a, it's a fight night, but it's the Mexican uh, one that they do there. They go down to Mexico, so it's basically like a main card. Oh yeah. Or, or a main event, whatever, yeah. whatever the fuck they call it. You know what I mean? So uh, that that'll yeah. that'll be good too. So February's a big month. That would be great.
1: Yeah, huge month. Uh, and then fuck right after that, we'll we'll get into some March Madness, and we we love hammering the March Madness. March Madness. Madness. Pick, yeah, so. you
0: got Shug in March too. Two ninety nine.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. We'll, we'll, we got a lot we'll, of good stuff coming we up. We got a lot of good stuff coming up. We'll get Ty, the UFC guy on sometime in February too to highlight uh, both those cards, 298, and the Mexican Fight Night. There, we'll get him on for both those. But uh, I think that, that pretty much sums up the UFC talk right now. Let's get into the NFL. Fuck.
1: <laughs> let's get into it. Let's get into this conversation. it. Oh, I'm so
0: fired up. I'm so fired up. I'm dreading
1: this conversation. Well, uh,
0: let's let's start with uh, let's start with Ravens Texans.
1: Okay. Um. Listen.
0: Are you surprised?
1: Not really. Not really. Um going in, I wanted to hammer the Texans. Uh, Go no doubt. No, me too. Me uh, too. But man, Baltimore's been at this form the entire way through. Um, but this is like Houston was great for them, whatever I guess people, a lot of people were like, I saw all the betting money was on Baltimore, um, but this is their true matchup. The net, like this week coming up against KC is their, their true yeah. matchup.
0: Hey, hey listen to, uh, that was a, a successful season for Houston. That, like that was just great. Oh
1: my gosh. 100% yeah. rookie QB the whole bit. Yeah. Great season um, for Houston. Yeah.
0: Um, and uh, like I, I, that game went how, how it should have, you know, like Houston had a great year, but you know, it's going to end there. Baltimore is, is ready to take that step. So they're moving on. Um, not much to talk about that game, really. Honestly, like it's maybe maybe you would have liked a little bit of a closer game, but hey, hats off to the Ravens—they played a hell of a game. Um, and and hacks, hats off to the Texans—they had a hell of a season. So, that uh, Ravens move on. Um, and that 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 was the first game on Saturday. Uh, second game was a hell of a game, dude. Niners Packers.
1: Yeah, hell of a game. I honestly thought that Green Bay was going to pull away. With so them. did
0: I, dude. I thought they had it. Brock Purdy <laughs> looked like shit, man. Bro, Purdy looked
1: awful, man. But, I mean, that's that's why San Fran is where they is. That's why they had the buy last week. Because they got these players that just bailed them out. Oh, it's, it's, it's Dream just...
0: Team plus Brock Purdy. Like, the memes are jokes on yeah. Twitter, dude. <laughs> they are jokes.
1: Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's the guy that does the in- entire assignment. And you got a group of guys that do a project, <laughs> and then the one guy gets his name on it. That's yeah. Brock Purdy. Yeah, yeah. I can't believe this guy was MVP conversation this year. What dude. a
0: joke, dude. What a joke. You put any, like, you put, it's I, so I, fabricated. Said it, I said it today. You put any quarterback on that team, any, almost a, just about any other one in the league, and they're probably undefeated. Like, that that you you can't tell me they don't have the best offense in the league as, like aside from Brock Purdy obviously like he's I'm not going to say he's bad he's fine does his job but dude that entire drive to get the game winning touchdown was just checkdowns like it wasn't really anything special like i, I don't know man i just I, like it's going to be an interesting matchup against the lions dude like the lions could win the lions really could beat them considering I how mean, they played brock against Curry's
1: packers purdy's a great qb brock, brock purdy's a great qb if you're just like, San Fran just keeps it simple, right? They got the they got the power within their lineup to just keep every play pretty simple. Like, you're right. Check, check down fields and the whole bit. So, I mean, he's doable. But you're right. Dude, the Lions can beat the 49ers.
0: Yeah, and let's say this. Let's say this, too, by the way. Like we said about the Texans, extremely successful season for the Packers as well. Like, that is another gravy season for oh. for that team like just yeah fantastic. they had a
1: question mark in qb they didn't know jordan love could be a, a legit starting qb no in this and, league and, and, they, and they found that out this year and
0: now there's talk about him becoming one of the highest paid qbs in the league yeah so they, they, yeah so Packers super fans,
1: successful year for the green bay yeah Panthers. they got to
0: be happy they got to be happy too
1: and in a year where they were they were devastated losing aaron Rodgers, right so look, yeah. look that's that's half glass full for them 100 so
0: so hey a happy saturday i think all around the league in terms of those teams' uh, uh, fan bases. Oh, fuck. But uh, let's, let's get into Sunday. Let's get into Sunday. But we'll go with the first game on Sunday, the afternoon game. It was uh, Detroit versus Tampa Bay. Uh, got a little scary there towards the end. Uh, Tampa Bay with a late touchdown to bring it to within a one-score Yeah, but that game.
1: happened to Detroit the week prior, too, yeah, against yeah. the Rams. Yeah, same right? thing,
0: same thing. Yeah, so uh, the Tampa Bay made it close, got, it, got, it, got a late touchdown. Baker played a hell of a game, man. Baker Mayfield, uh, I think they're going to sign him long-term. He's a free agent. I think he's won that job there. They're going to sign him long-term. Look out for the Bucks next year. They're, they got they're, they're building something special there too, um, but the Detroit Lions, dude, they just keep doing it. Dan Campbell and the Detroit Lions—they're taking your kneecaps and they are just keep doing it, dude. They're just marching, blood, sweat, and tears. Hard on hard on their sleeve type team. Love it, man. I feel like anybody who's not a Niners, Chiefs, or Ravens fan is rooting for the Lions right now, just to get get the job done here. You know?
1: Yeah, dude, you're probably right, honestly. I don't know what their odds are right now. Plus seven fifty. Um, do you take it?
0: <laughs> I'm thinking about it
1: because, I mean, no, they'll be dogs the whole way through. They beat San Fran. There's still going to be dogs. Whoever comes out the other side. Yeah, so yeah, the the plus seven fifty won't be there. But yeah, um, I think this is a bit of a know, nightmare man. matchup Can for San a, Fran, man. It is. It is a nightmare matchup because this is a team that's gonna that's gonna play the. All the way to the end, and the offense stacks um, up. One thing Detroit can't let happen, though, Adam, is if they have a lead going into that fourth quarter, they can't be giving up the late TDs like they did to the Rams. No, in the
0: box. no, because because San Fran is going to keep scoring. Like they won't, they won't fall one TD shortly. They're going to keep scoring if if it's open like that. You're right. But man, that Lions' offense stacks up pretty good <laughs> against that uh, that Niners' offense, dude. Like they 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 line up the Niners. Like I don't know, man. This this is going to be a lot a lot closer of a game than people think. The spread right now is six and a half. I'd hammer the Lions at six and a half. I think this is going to be a real close game.
1: I don't know if I'm doing that. Uh, I haven't decided who I'm going to ride on that on that bet. Um, just because, man, San, Fran, San Fran's been the powerhouse the whole year through, so it's tough. It is tough. Um, it is tough. But, yeah, you're right. The plus six is nice. If that line moves at any point, I might think about it. Uh, I'm talking, like, if it moves to, like, plus seven or plus eight, I, I would probably take that. I mean, not for anything, but, but both
0: teams are 12 and five. Yeah. So... I think it's a bit of a closer right. matchup than people want to believe here. I, I don't think the Niners smoke them. I don't, but time will tell. We'll find out on Sunday. Um, oh, I've been waiting for this. <laughs> I've been waiting for this. Hey, we saved you a seat. We saved you a seat. Um, at, on the beach there. We saved you a seat down in Cancun. Week late, missed my
1: flight. Week late. Yeah,
0: no, it's all good. We got a better draft position now, but it's all good. Don't worry about it. Uh, Buffalo Bills. See ya. Heartbreaker. That's it's a heartbreaker, man. It's
1: the same thing every year. It's
0: the wide right. It's the wide right. Hey, listen. I thought you guys were going to win that game. I thought I thought the Bills were going to win that game, dude. I really did. I thought they were going to tie it with the kick. First of all, for, let's actually, before we get to the kick, how the fuck did Diggs drop that ball, dude? How did he drop that ball? He's the guy. He's the guy. He's been standing on the sideline watching the other team celebrate for three years in a row now. He's the guy. He called out his team. He's the guy. Make big big players Got to make big plays in big moments. We've said that across the board for every sport. This is your big player. This is your number one receiver. He's got a chance to do something so special, and he drops the ball.
1: It's disappointing, man. Dude, there were so many question marks throughout the game. Dude, going to DeMar Hamlin.
0: What the fuck was that?
1: (laughs) Yeah, to convert, going to DeMar Hamlin. It was so many weird plays, and then... Tyler Bass missing the field goal when he hasn't missed one all year. <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing? Oh, well, I don't even know. Man. Was... My, head's, my head's still up in a turn belt. Uh, I'm shocked. I can't answer one question. Patrick Mahomes is still not human. I don't know how this guy keeps finding a way. Um, and, dude, we shot on Travis Kelsey for him to then just get five receptions for 75 yards. Two TDs. Like, two TDs. <laughs> what were we
0: thinking? Oh, it's a tough day to be uh, a Bills Pacheco also man. had a
1: great game too. 15 carries, 97 yards, 1 TD. KC came to play, man. And you know what? We knew it was going to be close from the beginning. We knew it was going to be real tight. Um, it seems like it. that matchup, it always comes down to a play like that where it's a, a desperation play downfield or a field goal. It always comes down to this when these two teams meet up in the playoffs. And the Bills haven't been able to get the positive side. I don't know where they go from here. Um, I really don't know. Just because you've run, you keep running into the same scenario. You can't get over this squad, and this Chiefs team has changed pretty drastically since the last couple of years that you met them. So yeah,
0: and there was a lot of question marks around them in know. terms of the receiving core, like in terms of their offense, and and the offense showed up. But man, it, it was it, the story was really to me the Chiefs' defense has just been there all year long. They've been the most consistent part of the Chiefs all year long, and they did it again. So hey, listen, it's gonna be a long off season. Um. But Don't worry, the Bengals will be back next year. Uh, five and one against both these QBs, by the way. Um, both, both the, these two studs, apparently, the, the next Brady and Man, Brady versus Manning that's what Allen versus Mahomes is. But we'll just leave Burrow off to the side, even though he's five and one against both. We won't talk about it though, we don't have to talk about it.
1: So, who do you take in that Baltimore KC game? Then,
0: oh, I hate that game, I hate both those teams. I can't stand that game, but I, I, I would love to see Baltimore. I, I hate KC more than I hate Baltimore. So uh, I mean I'll, I'll say Baltimore, but I, I don't know. That's that's a toss up. I really have no idea.
1: I, I I'm gonna go fuck. Money on the line. I'm going Baltimore, Detroit.
0: You're not gonna play the uh, the logo game. No. The Super Bowl I logo heard about this already. Yeah. Yes, I heard about. this. Yeah, we're getting close. We're getting close. Yeah. I mean, hey, I'm going Baltimore.
1: <laughs> I'm going Baltimore, Detroit.
0: All right. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, I, I'm I, going to, I'm going to, you... I'll ride that one with you. I like that. I like that a lot. Okay. But uh, yeah, uh, tough, tough, uh, tough day to be a Bills fan.
1: It's tough. Yeah. <laughs> tough. I want to talk about it. <laughs>
0: all right. Pick of the week. Pick of the okay. week.
1: Pick of the week. I'm going with a uh, little bit of a risky play, uh, hammer it back to back. So if it doesn't hit the first time hit it the second time, because uh, we won't have an episode out between this time. Uh, Leafs play jets back to back home and home. Uh, is it a home and like a legit home and home yeah, yeah. where they actually play on back to back nights? No, no, okay. they're they're here so, they're here on
0: Wednesday and they're in uh in Winnipeg on Saturday.
1: Okay. Um take uh, Johnny T anytime. For either game? Either game or both games, whatever you
0: like. Hmm. Interesting. Um yeah, give me uh you know I, I think they're gonna lose at home. On Wednesday night, I really do. I don't think they, they they're able to, to pull it out on Wednesday night. But I think it's one of those weird home-and-homes where the, the, the Jets beat us here. Take the Leafs Saturday night. I'm sure they're going to be dogs. They'll probably, they've probably they been dogs a couple times the last couple weeks here. And uh, obviously they haven't been winning those games. But they're going to be dogs that Saturday night. Take the Leafs. Take the Leafs Saturday night against the against the peg. Uh, so just Leafs, Moneyline, Saturday night. Just Leafs, Moneyline, Saturday night. plus mo- It'll be Johnny plus money. T. I can almost guarantee you that. Uh, there, there's, there's pick of the week right there.
1: Beauty. Alrighty. Well, that's episode down down the pipe. Uh, <laughs> unbelievable. Thanks everybody for for listening in. Uh, follow the social media Jock Talk Pod. Um, and you know, subscribe. We we need those subs on Spotify. We need those listens on Apple. So just you know. Like, share it, do your whole thing, uh, and we'll be back. Uh, we're going to try and keep it to Mondays, too, right? Yeah, hey,
0: we've been consistent. I think, what is this, our third Monday in a row now, dropping an epi? So, hey, we're, we're back. Yeah. We're consistent. Hey, we said 2024. We're going to be as consistent as we can. We're off to a hell of a start. Um, yeah, like, like, uh, like you said, share it on the socials. Uh, tell your friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. You know how it goes. I'm um, sure you got friends. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, yeah, episode Alrighty. 10, Jock Talk Pod.
1: Cheers.